Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. With your hosts, Cameron Ray and Tyler Hales. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron podcast. I am your host, Cameron Ray, and today we have our new co-host, well, temporary co-host, every once in a while co-host, Miss Chastity Brown. How are you doing today, Chastity? Fairly well. How are you? I am not doing too bad. So for all 14, 15 of y'all that are listening at home, Tyler is currently in the air right now, traveling back from Orlando. His daughter had a karate tournament there and kicked some serious ass. She took home like three or four medals. We are all very proud of her, and I hope she doesn't steal my lunch money. So yeah, that would she be. Does. You hope she look. Oh, she's about your size, so might be careful. I might send a ten-year-old after you to uh, to steal your lunch money. Oh yeah, which I guess in turn might be my lunch money. Yeah, I'm the one who cooks for you. Oh, okay. So yeah, maybe this isn't going to work out twite as well as I thought it was. <laughs> um, so today, what we're going to do because we are kind of pulling this episode right out of a rectum because I thought Tyler was going to be back in time is uh, we're going to talk to Chastity a little bit about what she does around the office. She is our new office gremlin. She's been taking care of a lot of things around here. And we're also going to get into some horror movie talk because she is a big horror movie fan. Might talk some horror games. Might talk a little bit of D&D. I don't know, but this is definitely going to be a nerd-centric episode because she is not real big into strength sports like some of us are. No, I'm about 4 foot 11 and maybe weigh 130 pounds soaking wet. So I'm pretty sure most of you can like one-hand me. Yes, but it is a weight class sport, and you would probably do very well in some of the lighter weight classes if we ever got you involved in it. Eh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm 100% about getting the, uh, getting you under a barbell. But first, we're going to talk about our sponsors, get the ball rolling on this, because we got some spaghetti cooling down, and uh, I tasted it earlier, and it tastes delicious. I can't wait to eat it. Mm. First and foremost, we have our chief sponsor. They were the ones that believed us back when nobody else would, and that is Unmasked Studio. Unmasked Studio is a maker of boutique cosplays. He is out of New Orleans. We met him at Wizard World, and uh, I think that was 2019 we met him. He looked just like he walked off of a movie set. I know I tagged you in one of his posts on our... No, I'm sorry. I tagged him in one of your posts. You did. On Facebook a few days ago. Did you have a chance to go to his social media and check out his work? I did. That's why I kind of want them to be able to uh, make my Loki cosplay for me. Yes. Uh, he has made some incredible stuff. So good, in fact. Like, he made a... Uh, did you see his Homelander that he made? I did. The actor who plays Homelander hit him up to do all of his tailoring. Oh, that's awesome. Like, after sharing his... I have to say I hate Homelander with an absolute fiery passion, but you're also supposed to, I Yeah, think. you're supposed so... to hate Homelander. Like, Homelander is not supposed to be a guy you like. No. Um, somebody told me that was their favorite character on The Boys, and I was very concerned. Yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, he makes some really awesome stuff. It is a little pricey, admittedly. Uh, so... If you go and you talk to him and you can't afford his stuff, that's cool. We understand. But what you can do is you can like all of his posts. You can share his posts. You can save it to your inspiration file. You can copy his link, throw it in your Pinterest. Do whatever you have to to get this guy boosted in the algorithm so that he winds up in front of more eyes and, yeah, can can sell more stuff. I know Ryan has actually uh, purchased a cosplay from him. You probably, course, didn't, yes. you probably didn't listen to our episode with Ryan, did you? 
Um, I don't think I did. Okay, so we had Ryan on. We talked a lot about uh, sports medicine, TRT, things such as that. You know, the stuff that's right up his alley. Well, it's almost like he's a doctor. Yeah, he is almost a whole doctor. He almost. Is, he is a whole doctor. Go <laughs> If you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it. But he had a composite Deadpool Captain America cosplay commissioned. Hmm. And yeah, that he's does uh, sound really interesting. Yes, he's currently waiting on that, and I can't wait to see it. It's going to look awesome. But yeah, Unmasked Studio. Go to Instagram. Go to Facebook. Follow him, like his stuff, save his stuff. Next up, we have Strike Force Energy. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Use promo code Atlas Strength at checkout. You're going to save 20%. We're going to get a small kickback. And I'll tell you what, I have been in Fort Polk for the last uh, few weeks. That stuff was a lifesaver. Um, energy drinks aren't really going to do it when you're out there because it's hotter than Satan's asshole. And you will dehydrate. So the cool thing about Strike Force Energy is it does kind of force you to put it in a bottle of water. So that way you are hydrating a little bit while you're out there getting your caffeine. <laughs> Joke's on you, I'll drop it in a can of Monster. <laughs> uh, I've done that before. Uh, I've actually dropped Strike Force Energy into a Bang Energy. And uh, yeah, I can see, I can hear colors. <laughs> and it's great. I'm very productive when I do that until I'm not. Uh, but yeah, they're awesome stuff. Veteran-owned company. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. You're going to save 20%. We're going to get a little bit of kickback that we can put right back into the podcast to help make it better. Next up, we've got Rougarou Labs. I'm sorry. We have Go Hard Labs. Go Hard Labs. They are signed up to be sponsors for the second annual Rougarou Classic. Spell it like it sounds. That is G-E-A-U-X Hard Labs. They make awesome pre-workout. No, have you ever taken pre-workout before? Yeah, once, and um, I think I died. Well, you're here, so I don't think that's how it went down. <laughs> um, we have some. If you ever want to try it, it is awesome stuff. They're going to also be here at the competition. One of the owners is competing, and the other owner is going to be slinging their stuff. And afterwards, I'm going to talk to them about actually carrying it in-house. So we'll be uh, hopefully selling Go Hard Labs here shortly. Awesome. Yeah, that would be really awesome because uh, you know, we need more stuff to sell. But, yeah. Awesome stuff. Their their pre workout is so strong they actually had to make a smaller scoop to put in it because people were half scooping their pre workout. Okay, you realize that like one can of monster for me is a lot sometimes, right? Well, yes, but you're also four okay. eleven and one hundred thirty eight pounds. Yeah. So yeah, you put you know quarter scoop. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I mean, if you want me up for two days, I'll just use the whole thing. Like the whole bottle? No. 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 The whole scoop. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Please don't use the whole bottle. I would probably die. Probably or at the very least, I'm going to be up for like the next week. But the good news is the gym would be spotless. So much crackhead energy. <laughs> you and Hercules would be soulmates. Um, next up, we actually have our our final sponsor. Last but not least, we have Cerberus USA. Cerberus USA, they are a maker of pretty much everything strongman you might need. Uh, whether it's elbow sleeves, wrist wraps, knee sleeves, belts, soft belts, hard belts, uh, grip shirts, uh, what else do they make? They make uh, deadlift socks. They make uh, deadlift straps. They actually have bars and plates now, sandbags. Whatever you need, they're going to be able to hook you up. You can use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you will save 10%. They are also a sponsor of the Rougarou as well. So, yeah, those are our sponsors. Chastity. Yeah. Can I get the ball rolling on this talk? Let's go for it. All right. So, you kind of accidentally fell into the role of Office Gremlin. Uh, Correct. Yes, I, I'm really glad you did. So, little backstory: me and Chastity have been friends for a very long time. We recently started dating, and uh, I had to go to uh, to 
where did I go? I almost said Fort Leonard Wood, uh, Fort Polk, to do some, not some training, but basically act as a referee slash babysitter for a bunch of soldiers. And, you know, Hercules stays at the gym, so uh, got her to watch Hercules. And then she just kind of started doing things around the gym. And now my office is, you know, her office. And I don't really know how that happened, but the office is spotless. It's organized. Uh, she's been signing up members. So, yeah, I'm, we're just going to let her keep doing that. And well, somebody had to do it. And uh, you weren't here, so I went, hmm. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, uh, the moral of the story is if you're listening and you haven't been able to catch up with me, it'll be a lot easier to catch up with uh, with the gym now that there's somebody here all the time who can, yeah, help sign you up, help show you around, and it's going to be awesome. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to pull conversations about horror movies right out of our ass. Absolutely. All right, so what is your favorite horror movie? Uh, let's see. Are we t- okay? So when we say horror movie, are we talking bad '80s horror movies? Or are we talking bad indie horror movies? Or are we talking like legit scare the shit out of you horror movies? You know what? Let's do one of each. All right. All right. So we'll start with uh, what was the first one? '80s. All right. So I'm not gonna lie. Um, one of the first horror movies that I can remember seeing was Nightmare on Elm Street, and it is now a cult classic. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely is. It always will be. But as far as absolutely shitty CGI and everything else goes, that is always going to be hands down one of my favorites. That mm-hmm. being said, Tremors is technically, by all accounts, a horror movie. Is it? It's. I definitely would consider that more action. I do too. I mean, it's but, horror movie in the same way like Jaws is yeah, a horror it's, movie. Yeah, it's the same style. It's the same type of horror movie as Jaws is. I don't really consider Jaws a horror movie because um, I I'm not even gonna lie. As a kid, got Jaws and Deep Blue Sea completely confused. So the first time I saw Jaws as like a slightly older kid, I was like, wow, this isn't anywhere sca- near as scary as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Deep Blue Sea and I was like, ah, so that's why. I never saw Deep Blue Sea. You have absolutely seen Deep Blue Sea because, um, who was it that was in it? Ice Cube. I, I'm aware of who was in it, but I haven't seen it. Just because I know who's in it doesn't mean I've seen it. I could have swore I made you watch that no, one. No, you did not okay, make me well, watch I'm gonna that one. I'm going to have to fix that. We, we watched Meg. The Meg is amazing. That's what we watched together. Okay, the Meg well, was not amazing. We, yes, it is. <laughs> Meg was a horrible movie. Fuck you. you Jason Statham in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's horrible. No, it's not. Jason Statham does not star in good movies. You know, you say that. Yes, because it's true. Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. Okay, so I know Tremors is one of your favorite movies, though, isn't it? It is. Um, the entire, all of it, actually. Um, the One of the last ones, um, it might actually be the last one, came out recently, and it was on Netflix. And um, the ending kind of broke every bit of what was left of my heart. So Wait, they made a new Tremors? They did. They did. did. Why? Because um, it's, they had to end the legacy. Okay. And they finally did, and it shattered. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was walking to the gas station to go give me something to drink, and I had to, like, stop for about five minutes and cry because I wasn't ready for the ending. So are all the Tremors on Netflix? Um, I don't think all of them are on Netflix anymore. I know a lot of them on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, and most of them are free on Amazon Prime. Um, I think there's, like, a couple that you might have to pay for to rent or whatever. How many are there? All right, so I want to say there's like six or seven. That's too many. I could be wrong. Hey, no. Was this Fast and Furious? No, that's why they ended it. Okay. I'm just really sad at how they ended it, but at the same time, (laughs) they couldn't have done better with the ending. They really couldn't have. um, 
it's just sad. It, it, is it worth us sitting down and uh, and watching all of them? Always. Okay, so we'll have to do that sometime. Um, as far as, yeah, as far as, like, horror movies that could actually be more considered action flicky, uh, Tremors was always going to be my favorite. Okay. Um, it's one of, it ties up there with Jaws for being some of the earliest and, like, stuff like, um, like Jesus am- Christ. animatronics? Yeah, like the older, like, um... Jurassic Park type animatronics yeah. where everything was still made by hand and and it looks good and still holds up to this and day. And yeah, it still holds up today because even though we know that those things were made by hand, like even when you see them today it still holds up because it's mm-hmm. not CGI from back in the day. It's actually something physical that you could have touched. Like Jurassic Park 1 looks better than Jurassic Park 3. Oh, absolutely without a doubt. Because they were using animatronics versus yeah, like, CGI. So, fun fact about Jurassic Park, um that T-Rex used to move sometimes. Really? Yeah, so um it would apparently scare the shit out of some of the cast members because that big ass thing would just start moving, but that's because the joints were all um metal. Mm-hmm. And occasionally we just start slipping. And not to mention, yeah. um, because they were actually on an island, it would rain a lot. So they would have to get out there and actually pat that thing dry. But the only problem is um, to reset the joints, you had to be on the inside. And one day it started moving mm-hmm. while someone was actually inside of it. And you kind of just have to curl into a little ball and pray at that point because it absolutely could have shredded that dude to pieces. Yeah. But movies like that where... It still holds up today because I still watch Jurassic Park. I mean, I've got two Jurassic Park franchise tattoos. Um, the other one is actually Mad Max inspired. But even today, you go back and watch Jurassic Park and it still holds up mm-hmm. just because of how much, A, how much money went into it, which what, what would it come out? Like 90 something? I think 94, 95, something like that. Considering that it came out then, the camera work is phenomenal. And like I said, you really can't beat actual animatronics. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this secret. I went to go see it in theaters three times. Yeah. And all three times, my dad had to take me home. Yeah. Because of the scene where the uh, where the raptors jump out inside the electrical building. Okay, that's it fair. It scared the crap out of me as a little four or five year old and I couldn't watch it. Okay, so that's I fair. Did, I didn't see it until years later on VHS when I was sitting in my room. And I was so proud that I called my dad to tell him that I finished it. Beautiful. Yep. Phenomenal. And it was one of my favorite movies for a very long time. Uh, I also remember, uh, do you remember being a kid and watching like the same movie over and over again for no reason whatsoever? Uh, yes, that was the Jurassic Park franchise. And um, what was it? Shrek. There was a while where I was doing that with uh, Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. Uh, I would just be hanging out at my mom's, and that's what I would watch every single night. And I actually remember pausing one of the scenes and drawing the T-Rex. So I did that a lot with Jurassic Park. Um, I did that a lot with um, the Jason movies as well. Um, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th movies will always be a fan favorite, and it's always going to be one of my favorites. Um, I, we don't talk about Jason Goes to Hell. And I've never seen the, the original Friday the 13th or the original So uh, the original's kind of weird. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie by this point, I don't know what to tell you. I feel like even if you haven't seen the movie, you'd know the plot. Yeah, you, so Jason doesn't actually appear in the first one. Really? Yeah, no, not at all. Huh. 
because that is his origin story. And you got to remember, um, Jason did not actually appear until his mom was killed. And his mom was doing the killing before then. That bitch was crazy. Okay. Which, okay, I get it. Honestly, if camp counselors got my kid killed, yeah. I'm going to be a little upset. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as, like, murder, but I'm definitely going to be upset. So Friday the 13th, too, is when Jason actually shows up. As um, like a undead zombie type thing. You know, it's very... So he's not actually... So there's a couple different fan theories that circulate. Um, one of them is that Jason never actually died. Okay. Is that he just kind of lived out in the woods and grew up kind of feral because he's got brain damage from nearly drowning and his mom kind of coddled the hell out of this kid because he was... Birth... Defects is what mm-hmm. I'm understanding. Yeah. And it just kind of went downhill for Jason after he nearly drowned. And mm-hmm. the only thing he ever wanted to do was make his mom proud of him. And his mom is, like I said, kind of batshit. Yeah. But there is a lot of lore out there for the Jason movies and so many fan theories about where he actually started and why he grew up if he ended up drowning as a kid. Because the Jason we know and love is a fully grown ass man and he yeah. died as a kid. So a lot of people think that the that Jason didn't die mm-hmm. and that he just kind of, like I said, his mom just kind of raised him out in the middle of the woods or she may have been hallucinating. And it's there are so many fan theories. Um, it honestly, you can go on forever. Mm-hmm. It's not like Freddy Krueger where there is a defined, this is what happened. Yeah. This is what led to this. Um, the parents burned him alive because he was a child molester. You can say it. Rapist, well, rapist molester, Murderer. killer. Yeah. There are so many. I was trying to pick which one actually fits him best, but it's kind of all, all of, of them. It. Yeah. And this is what happened after that. And this is why that happened with Jason. It's kind of like, well, I don't know. But that dude's kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Michael Myers. Um, there's a couple different origin stories, and apparently now they're actually trying to iron out his beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, they never did that with Jason. You they really just shouldn't, kinda... though. No. Cause... Like, it should be like the Joker, where his beginnings are kind of ambiguous, and you don't really yeah, know what they are. Because there's so many story opportunities there, yeah. and that's kind of what they did with Jason. Um, we don't talk about Jason Goes to Hell, because that was honestly terrible and we don't and honestly let's face it if he went to hell that means he did die yeah and which means that a kid who was murdered by adults went to hell for some reason well you know i understand why because um jason goes to hell happens as he is an adult and um so he's the undead and he dies again yeah and it didn't really make any sense because it's it was just i understand why they did it because they wanted to keep milking that cash cow but jesus oh and we also don't talk about jason x that's the one where he's in space right yeah that was awful i mean you kind of have to watch it at least once i've never seen it you don't want to i've seen uh i've seen freddy versus jason okay freddy versus jason was one of my favorites growing up um that was one of my mom's favorite horror movies and that's kind of what got me started in mm -hmm. both um friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street i watched that one probably a hundred times when i was in high school probably mostly because there were a lot of titties in it. there was a lot of titties in that uh you know and i was a high school boy so that's gonna happen yeah Uh, i mean i mean so uh yeah there was the unrated version which had the uncensored titties way at the mm -hmm. beginning and i was kind of like hmm i might be gay okay so, yeah, it happens. But it, it, yeah, look, it happens. But uh, 
one thing that I loved about that movie and didn't realize until years later was that Freddy is so fucked up as a character that it was very clear to the audience and to the, you know, characters being chased around and murdered who the good guy was supposed to be. Yeah, and that was that was the thing. They were like, well, fuck, I guess we'll just wake Jason up then. I mean, fuck mm-hmm. it, I guess. Yeah. If we're betting here, we may as well bet on the big motherfucker. We'll just get him back to Camp Crystal Lake because he'll stay there. Yeah. He'll kill Freddy. Yeah. It's like, who do we really want to win? The like, big motherfucker yeah. zombie with the machete like, or the child rapist? Like, who do we want to bet on here? <laughs> yeah. And the crazy part was, um, Freddy is actually the one who ended up waking up Jason. Just to, like, recap some of the major mm-hmm. milestones in this movie. Because, again, it came out in, what, like, 2005? Something like that. You knew what you were getting into as soon as you heard horror movies. If you're still listening and you know that there's going to be spoilers, that's on you at this point. Um, it was absolutely wild that Freddy morphed into his mom. Mm-hmm. And like the crazy part was, I don't know if you picked up on this because I don't know when the last time you watched it was, but it's the sweater that she was wearing was actually patterned exactly like Freddie's was. Okay. That that turtleneck that she was wearing had those alternating stripes, and that was how you knew that that was Freddie. Yeah. Like before he ever even like shape shifted back into himself, I was like, oh, oh, this is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. No, their idea was basically let. If I remember right, their idea was to let Freddy into Jason's head because they figured well, Jason could take him. Th- what they were going to do um, was get Freddy to get inside Jason's head and then wake Jason up. Mm-hmm. After they got Lori, one of the other main protagonists, to fall asleep with Jason, which I don't give a shit how much I like you. Um, you're not putting me next. To, you're not putting me to sleep next to a mass murdering psychopath. Yeah. Who is going to wake up and fling me through the side of a fucking van? Yeah. No, thank you. No. I enjoy life. No. So, she's actually the one who pulled Freddy out of the dream world and into the real world, which. I understand why, but as a kid, I was like, well, that seems kind of dumb. But as an adult, I'm like, yeah, you don't have any of the fucking powers you do in dreams as you do if you're in real life. Um, You're just just, some fucking asshole. Yeah. Against a much stronger fucking asshole. Against somebody who's going to, like, wreck your shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So they ended up pulling him out of the dream world and into the real world. And one of my favorite scenes in that entire movie is when he's like hiding behind the nitrogen tanks and he's just like, man, the torpedoes Mm -hmm. and just starts fucking firing them off. And Jason's just kind of fucking still walking and dodging them. Like he wasn't even worried about the kids because Freddie had mocked his mom. Yeah. That was Jason's entire motivation for killing Freddie. It's not that Freddie was a bad guy because Jason's not a good guy. Mm -hmm. It's, you made fun of my mom. Yeah. So the first time I got that movie on DVD, um, I actually ended up watching, listening to a lot of the director's commentary, and they ended up using something like 30,000 gallons of gasoline to light that lake on fire. And just a little bit more fake blood than that. Okay. Interesting. Um, a lot of the shots were taken in one go, so they had no idea really how it turned out until they saw it, because they're watching this for the first time as they're doing this commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude, oh, I cannot remember his name, but the guy who played Jason, um, Kane Hodder is actually the one who picked him out, if I'm remembering correctly, because they had him come in and he, they're like, oh, wow, well, you're about the same size as Kane. Let's see how you move. And he was the closest that they had because Kane played Jason for how long? I have no idea. 
quite some time. It was. It I didn't was, even know his name. So. Yeah, it was a while. Um, and they needed somebody that was roughly the same size, shape, and could move the way that Kane did when well, he yeah. was. Because that mask actually, especially with the makeup that they use, obstructs a lot of your vision. And mm-hmm. a lot of people go off of, okay, let me see how I'm doing this. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is his name? He was a big dude. Like, that dude, I want to say he was like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six or something like that. Could literally just kind of pick people up. Mm-hmm. And, like, for normal people, that's pretty damn impressive because, you know, you're a normal human being and shouldn't be able to just grab somebody by the front of the shirt and just pick them up. And he kind of, um, if I'm remembering correctly, for most of the stunts, he did them himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the only ones that he wasn't allowed to do to him do himself was when Jason got lit on fire and had to walk through the cornfield. That's understandable. Yeah, um, yeah, they had a professional do that. To, uh, yeah, they had a professional do that one. Um, that was, yeah, that was, um, let's see, I originally saw that in like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, way too young to be watching that level of gratuitous violence. I but, was like 17 or 18. Yeah, I wasn't. Point, so. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I was mm-hmm. still fairly young. Mm-hmm. Um. But my mom loved that movie. Yeah. So that's what broke me into watching the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies and the other Friday the 13th movies. And I was like, wow, I have found my genre. And now I sit here and find the worst horror movies that I can find. And I'm like, <laughs> You do find some pretty bad ones. But you oh, also absolutely. find some great ones, too. Like, I... I think um, Grave Encounters might be like one of my favorite horror movies. Well, and the, like I found Grave Encounters entirely by accident. Mm. I was fully expecting it to be some like random, shitty little paranormal investigation. Like, mm-hmm. okay, um, oh, what's one that's kind of eh? I don't I don't watch a lot of paranormal investigation ones because they always end up being really really just bad. Yeah, that one turned out to be a, just a mind fuck. Yeah, cuz um the first time that I watched it, um I was kind of sitting in the room by myself, which was mistake number 1 personally speaking cuz I don't like watching horror movies by myself cuz I will sit there and freak myself out the entire night. Mhm. But I remember thinking, there's no way that this movie can be that good. The the cover looks like a bad boy band. Mhm. There's no way this movie's going to be that good. And then I ended up it ended I ended up falling in love with it. It ended up being one of my favorite paranormal investigation movies because you don't expect the twists and turns that it takes. Yeah. And I should have known when it was sort of like that found footage deal that it was at least going to be somewhat good, but even then I was like, okay, but I've seen horror movies like that before and it's always just kind of eh. Mhm. And it completely blew me away. I think the second one felt kind of rushed. It did. Um, I think it should have been a trilogy. Yeah. Well, as far as I know, there there are in talks to come out with a Grave Encounters 3, but um, the issue right now, especially with COVID and everything else, is funding. Yeah. Like, especially with horror movies, it's very, like, the horror community, even as big as it is, is still very niche. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, they, they tied a bow on it, though. Like, what's there left to really explore with it? And that's kind of, that was kind of what I didn't like about the second one, because they, they explained almost everything, which is great, because a lot of horror franchises are absolutely awful at that. Like, they leave so many loopholes and 
open-ended it's i would have been perfectly okay with them ending it at one though well yeah um i do like the idea that it continued on though that Mm -hmm. this college kid kind of lost his mind in there yeah and was like all right well I don't know what's going to happen to me if I don't do what this thing tells me to do. So Mm -hmm. sure, I'll feed you more people. Okay. But at the same time, I'm also kind of like, you kind of killed the hell out of that girl. Yeah. Jesus. A little bit. Absolutely. A little bit. That was, I wasn't expect. that was one of the few things that I genuinely was, did not see coming. I haven't, like, I honestly remember way more about the first one than I do about the second one understandable yeah like i'd have to rewatch the second one the second one it's it's not bad i don't want to i don't want anybody to like leave here thinking that it's bad it's not bad it's just it's one of those ones that i know for a fact that people just wanted answers so mm-hmm. the studio went okay yeah. we have the answers but we wanted to stretch this out a little more but i guess we'll just put this all in one movie okay all right so we talked about your favorite like 80s style horror movie um so i guess next up would be indie so, actually, Grave Encounters is more of an indie cell horror movie. Okay. I kind of just steamrolled into that one. But another one would be sort of like As Above, So Below. Would that be considered indie? Technically, yes, because I have no idea who produces it. Um, I could probably go and check, but that seems like a lot more effort than I'm willing to put into it. That was a really well done movie. It absolutely was. Um, I just, I don't ever remember hearing anything about it, Mm-mm. ever, until I saw it on, on Amazon Prime. It was, I... It, it's kind of weirds me out that you were so convinced that I've seen it. I could have swore we had watched it together. I really, really, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know. We we didn't because you showed me the trailer and like none of this looks fucking familiar. But yeah, it is a really good. It's a. I'm never going to Paris. Um, no. And if I do go to Paris, I'm not going to the catacombs. I think no. I'm good on that. Let's go. No, I'm good. I don't speak French. We just won't go anywhere we're not supposed to. So I'm not going to Paris because okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to want to go in like, I'm going to want to go in the catacombs because I love that kind of creepy shit. Okay. And um, weird stuff always happens to me. You want to go explore an abandoned insane asylum? No. No? No, because weird shit always you, happens you to did? me. Yeah. I'm thinking, no, like you've known me for how long now? How much weird shit has happened to me that just should not have happened? That A would lot. not happen to like anybody else. A lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get into any of it on the podcast. I don't think we have the right audience for that. No. Uh, but, yeah, quite quite a bit. Way too much. It has been off-the-wall stuff that literally wouldn't happen to anybody else, but I'm just sitting here like, of course it happened to me. Why shouldn't it? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to an abandoned, insane asylum. I feel like that's just asking for trouble. But you'll do, like, a ghost tour in New Orleans. Oh, absolutely. Okay. What's the difference in your mind? Um, I'm outside. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm outside, and I'm pretty sure I can outrun a ghost. Fair enough. I'm not going in your house. Okay, so in my mind, there's a difference between me going in that ghost house and, like, banging pots and pans together. Like, obviously, like, metaphorically, and being like, hey, yo, come come chat with me, ghosty boy. Mm -hmm. And me being outside and just respectfully from a distance. Yeah. Like, oh. (laughs) That's where the ghosts hang out. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going into your house. Like, do you know how mad I would be as a ghost if somebody came in my house and was like, ah, real nice digs here. Be a shame if I just set up a bunch of shit to try and catch you doing things. Yeah, right. Or, you know, it'd be real. Like, imagine being a ghost. And I wonder if you're a ghost, if you know you're a ghost. 
or if you think like it's just another Tuesday, and then some random people just show up, like probably white people. It's just, of course it's going to be white people. Yeah, just show up and just start like repainting your walls and setting up their own furniture. And you're I mean, just like, and what the hell, man? I'd be pissed too. Yeah, get out of my house. This yeah. is my house. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, speaking of white people doing stupid shit, I think that one of the first uh, horror movies I ever saw was actually the uh, the Amityville Horror with Ryan Reynolds in it. You know what, that, I hadn't seen that um, really? until like okay. last year. It's so good. And I was not expecting it to be that good it because I had so never good. seen Ryan Reynolds in a horror movie before. No, he does it so well. And I was like, I was like, okay, I know he does comedy stuff, and I've seen him on, like, some weird romantic movies. I mean, I don't really watch those all that often. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. But it's Ryan Reynolds, so, eh. And I was like, I'm not, expect- I'm not expecting much out of this. I didn't think that he was a horror actor. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh? Yeah, it is such really? a good movie. Like, he plays, like, deranged so well. Which, you know, Deadpool. So, yeah, understandable, really. Oh, I can't wait for the new Deadpool. Yeah. So when Disney confirmed they were going to do a Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and that it was going to be rated R, Ryan Reynolds said his first order of business in the script that he's making sure is putting there is he's going to find the motherfucker that shot Bambi's mom. <laughs> <laughs> He is honestly one of my favorite actors, and it's just because if there was anybody that was made to play Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Like, he's been wanting to play that role ever since, uh, I'm sorry, he's been wanting to do the role justice ever since Fox originally screwed it up with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Which I recently, uh, when I was in, before, when I was in Beauregard, before I went up to Polk, they were having a uh, a superhero movie marathon on FX, and one of the ones they did was Deadpool two. I had forgotten just how perfect the ending of that movie was. Oh yeah, when because, he just shows yeah, up he, and he, blows a hole. In he just goes up. He blows a hole in in that Deadpool in that version of Deadpool's head, yep. and just walks away. Then he shows up and shoots Ryan Reynolds before he agrees to <laughs> Green Lantern. Oh man. Like, it's amazing just how self-aware Ryan Reynolds is as an actor. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, though. Um, that's what kind of irritates me with some, especially horror movie actors, because you have to know that you're doing, you, you have to know that it's bad. Yes. Like, especially in those horror movies that it's bad. It's all the way bad. Like, there's um, no way the Sharknado people think that they're, like, making legit movies. There's no way. And there's so many of them. Dude, why? They're so good. No, they're not. Well, they're they're good in the way that they're like really, really bad. They're really okay. awesome to just hang out with your buddies. I have seen one Sharknado movie, and that was the original one, and uh-huh. that is because my ex made me watch it. I will never again torture myself. You wouldn't by... watch one with me? No. Oh. Not even. You see, Sharknado, I kind of put into the same boat as, granted, it's not nearly as well done, but Cabin in the Woods. Okay, but I loved Cabin in the Woods. Cabin I'm not in the gonna Woods lie, awesome. I have no idea how you managed to get like the audio description over that movie because when I found it on Amazon, that wasn't even an option. It's that's been how every time that I've watched that, that's how it's been. Do you know? Do you know how bad that fucked with me when there was like, I'm like, wait, hold up, where's the guy? What I love about it when you're watching the uh, the description with the with the with the narrator's notes. Uh huh. 
Because it's meant to be a meta movie. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it just adds that extra layer. Like, we... So, spoiler alert, if you've never seen the movie, uh, skip ahead like 45 seconds or whatever. The eldritch horror at the end of the movie that needs the bloodlust uh-huh. is us. Dude. That's what it is. Shit. And, yeah. And it explains why... It seems like every single horror movie has that same basic plot where the jock gets killed, the whore gets killed, and the goody two-shoes virgin at the end of the movie is always the one that seems to survive. If anyone survives. I'm not going to lie. There was one horror movie where everybody died, and I was so fucking happy about it. Yeah. Like, I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. I'd have to go back and find it. But everybody died, and I was absolutely thrilled because Mm -hmm. everybody should have died. Yeah. They're- I hate, okay, I'm not going to lie. I hate those teen movies where there's always somebody who lives. I'm yeah. sorry. You're a dumbass teenager. I know as a dumbass teenager, I would have gotten, I, I, Jason would have killed me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would have tried to like square up to Jason. I would have died. Yeah, like, I'm, very I'm not dying tired. I'm not running. Fight me. Yeah. I'm four foot 11. You're six foot five. I'm not outrunning you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try. A, I probably wouldn't have taken the job there in the first goddamn place. If we're really being honest here, I'm not taking the job in the first place. Yeah. Like honestly, who what camp were all the camp were all the counselors die consistently? Well, I was gonna say, let a kid die stays open. So here's the deal. It can be seen as an accident. Because, oh, well, nobody was watching this one kid. He slipped through the cracks. We're all so heartbroken. And the thing is, stuff like that does happen. Mm -hmm. Where, oh, he just slipped through the cracks. We didn't see him. Nobody saw. Nobody knew. We're so sorry. We're so heartbroken. Everybody misses him. And none of that's true. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, like, random persons, people slipping through the cracks and dying, remind me to tell you a story that I can't tell on air right after this. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, something that I overheard while I was in line a couple of days ago. Really? Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. I can't talk about <laughs> it here, though. Um, but it just it blows my mind um, that a, a camp where everybody dies, mm-hmm. everybody, the counselors, the students, like, if you just showed up by accident, you're dying. Mm-hmm. Wh- why are you still opening this camp? Oh, well, he's just a myth. Mm-hmm. Then who the fuck's been killing people? Speaking of movies like that where like a bunch of people get stranded in the woods and like just people randomly stop dying. Did you ever see the movie Identity? I have not. I think John Cusack was in that movie. I don't want to spoil it for you, mm-hmm. but that is one we need to write down and watch. All right. Have you seen Gerald's Game? I have not. I've never heard of it. Okay. So it is a uh, Stephen King movie. Okay. It is a book first. And if you've ever read his books... I have not. I can't read. That is very unfortunate. Yeah. I'm illiterate. Man. I'm really going to rethink dating you. I okay. can't I can't deal with illiterate people. No? Um, I don't know if you ever intended on watching it because it's more of a psychological thing I've never anything. heard of it. Um, I watched it just because I had read the book and I wanted... I, I, I like to torture myself by seeing how true to the books they're going to be and <laughs> usually the answer is no. Mm-hmm. But it Although is one of those... from what I hear, it was not like left I some can't do that it it left some clear stuff out yeah probably which is probably a very good idea yeah no absolutely but i cannot watch that movie mm-hmm. i don't like clowns 
Um, I got chased by a clown with a chainsaw in a corn maze once, and I've never gotten over it. So I'll be honest. The remakes they made, the first one was really, really good. Uh-huh. The second one was stupid as fuck. Okay, well, either way it goes. It was campy. I can't do that. Like, it turns into a giant spider monster and starts, like, chasing people around and stuff. Okay, well, that sounds equally awful. It, it was. It just looked ridiculous. Have you not seen Big Ass Spiders? Not that big. You've never... No, 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 no. This is a movie. The oh. movie is called Big Ass Spiders. I think it's got Jack Black in it. I think I've heard of it. It's awful. It yeah. is so fucking bad. But it's bad in the way that I like my horror movies to be bad. Okay. Well, speaking of which, that's a perfect segue. Bad horror movies. What is your favorite? Hatchet. Really? What was Hatchet? I don't remember that. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Well, I just... <laughs> So I discovered it while I was in California. Okay. <laughs> and is it on Prime? It is. And I'm so upset about that because this movie shouldn't exist. Okay. <laughs> but it's your favorite one? It is because, okay, so it takes place in Southern Louisiana. It takes place in New Orleans. Okay. And you know. The, <laughs> so all the accents know, are terrible. No. Like right, that's the problem is that they're not. <laughs> they got a bunch of locals for this. And the movie is so bad. Okay, so it's... Oh, Jesus. I I don't want to watch this again, so I'm sorry, but I'm just going to tell you about this movie because okay. it is... I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it is awful. Oh, is it, it takes as place bad as in New Orleans. It's worse. What? It takes place in New Orleans. Okay. Which <laughs> I was already... I already had really low expectations. Okay. Much like New Orleans. <laughs> so it's about this... Vietnamese guy who was a tour guide. As one would be. <laughs> On an airboat. <laughs> okay. That, what's, what's funny is that fucking tracks. <laughs> That's the thing. I was watching this. I had to pause it within the first 10 minutes because I was already fucking crying laughing. So it took me a little bit to get my shit together. Like if I had a nickel for every Vietnamese dude that I knew who was a fisherman in the swamp, I'd have like a good pile of nickels. So as the, lo- as the lore goes... Mm-hmm. There was this kid who grew up out in the in the swamp because, of course, he did. And his parents, oh, man, it is, oh, God. And he, the house ended up burning down with him being trapped inside of it because okay. the locals hated him and just kind of burned his fucking house down or some shit like that. It, it's your typical. Why they hate him? Because he was, he, he was retarded, I think. Um, I don't remember. I don't, I'm trying to act. I'm actively trying to remember a movie I tried to forget. So why is it your favorite? Because <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, okay. That's the thing. This is my favorite bad horror movie. <laughs> okay. I don't like watching it, but it's my favorite bad horror movie until something takes its place. But okay. right now, nothing is taking this movie's place. Okay. So... This girl's brother went missing or something out in the swamp. So she was going to go look for him as one does on a guided tour through mm-hmm. the swamp. <laughs> and they ended up getting stranded out there because they hit an underwater log or something. And it's not like this dude knows anything about a fucking tour boat. He's, he's not from here. And, you know, who just knows how to fix those airboats? Mm-hmm. Nobody. That's who. So they're trying to, like, find their way back to the land. And, of course, there's, like, the dumb blonde. What pissed me off was that they killed the grandpa. 
Mm-hmm. There was an older couple there that was just out on the fucking tour boat because, you know, they're old and that's what you do when you're in New Orleans. And they killed the grandpa. And I was very upset about that because he was <laughs> he was my favorite person. I actively wanted everyone else to die. Mm-hmm. So everybody except this, what killed me was the deaths were so fucking awful. And I don't mean awful as in, oh my God, that's so gory. I just mean bad. Mm-hmm. Like he beat somebody to death on the side of a Coliseum, literally picked him up and I want to say this was after he ripped the dude's arms off. But and I'm and not this, sure. this is like a ghost or a zombie of the kid. This I don't even know. That's the thing. I have no idea. I think it was supposed to be a ghost. But all of this was just so horrible. Because they ended up having to, like, return his ashes to the house or burn them or something. I'm not even fucking positive. He burned his ashes. <laughs> it was so bad. And there's more than one. There's more than one. Okay. <laughs> Is it worse than the Wrong Turn movies? Hey, I like the Wrong Turn movies. Why? Because I started watching them when I was living at my grandmother's house. And that was, like, the only horror movies that I could watch because they liked them. So um, the first one was really good, and I liked it. And then they progressively got worse, but I couldn't stop watching. It was like a train wreck. I I, just couldn't look away. I've watched the first one and the second one. So let me get this right. Your grandmother likes the movies where the hillbilly sisters are the hillbilly brother and sister fuck in the woods (laughs) while she's wearing the mask or she's wearing the face of the woman she just killed after catching him masturbating to her as a fucking mask. Yeah. Your grandmother likes that movie. Yeah. Your grandmother is cool. And yeah. You sure? Oh, that grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's probably never going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. just saying, uh, like, I, like, I. Honestly, that tracks now. Doesn't uh, <laughs> it? I know. Right. But. I ended up like that was that and uh, Monday Night Raw was pretty much besides and say that's the only thing that I was allowed to watch. So, of course, I ended up wearing those horror movies out. Yeah. And I liked the first one and I liked the second one. And then after that, it is just so weird. Okay. But it's one of those. It's one of those. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're radioactive hillbillies living in West Virginia. Honestly, this tracks. Yeah. Why shouldn't this happen? I've never seen anything past the second one, so maybe we'll have to watch three through, what, like 45? Six or seven, something like that. Yeah, we'll watch the rest sometimes. We have a lot of things that we're supposed to watch, though. Well, when it comes to horror movies, I'm always going to have something. Um, That is my bread and butter. That is the stuff that I can always find something that I'm at least going to have on in the background. Um, I like a lot of horror video games. Um, I can't really... I like to watch people play them. I'd love to be able to play them myself, but every time that I start one, I end up psyching myself out and I can't do it. So You and my mom are getting along so well. What I think I'm going to end up having to do there is like start a YouTube channel because if it's... If I'm not playing it for me and I'm playing it because people want to watch me play it, I'll be fine. Why don't you Twitch? Um, Twitch is unreliable at best because it is very, very hard to break into the Twitch community. I mean, that's fair, but you've got a leg up. I do. I've got something like 56,000 people that follow me on TikTok. And you're pretty. Nah. Nerds like watching pretty girls. Fair. But... um, 
Honestly, if we had, if I upgraded our internet package and I got a computer dedicated towards streaming, you'd probably do well on Twitch. And that's what I was thinking about doing was eventually just um, building a PC because yeah. I do a lot. I've done IT work in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, there's not too much that I haven't at least looked into doing, but I know how to build my own PC and it honestly wouldn't be all that much, but I would need the internet and at the very least somewhere to start as far as Twitch and stuff goes. We got um, a game room. Yeah, but... Or we could set you up a little thing in here, too. Yeah, it would probably be a lot easier for me to do something actually in the podcast studio because then I don't have to worry about people coming in and out. Yep. And and since you're the office gremlin, because one, one thing that I really wanted to do with this brand right here, the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast brand, is I wanted to eventually start a Twitch channel under the same banner. I mean, I can absolutely do that. It's just all of my branding is underneath. Yes, it's underneath. Yeah, your your thing. Are, are we telling them that or? Oh, I don't really care. I mean, if they want to try and find track me down on TikTok, it's Loki's right hand. It's exactly how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on a couple of different social media platforms under the same name. Mm-hmm. It's not that difficult to find me. I don't make it difficult to find me because what would be the point in doing that? Yeah. I am a minor social media influencer that's just kind of gaining traction because people think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. So. Amongst other things. Yeah. Yeah. You're cute, too. Yeah. I like looking at you. Well, I mean, I would hope so. I'm dating her. I'm not being creepy. Stranger danger. Sometimes I'm creepy. Only sometimes, though. Yeah. Just got to stop standing outside my office and staring in the window. That's weird. It's my office. I miss it. <laughs> that sucks. It's mine now. Yeah. I did all the work to get that office in order. That is my office now. You really did. Um, we're going to have to get you a desk in there or something. Yeah. yeah. I'd like a desk. Yeah, we can have like... The table is weird. It's not a table. It is a desk. It is a table with a drawer. That is not a desk. Okay. If you say so. I do. Um, we'll figure something out. But yeah, like I definitely, um, I don't know. We'll think of something. I mean, as far as it goes too, um, this actually would be perfect. Uh, I'd need a little bit more on the soundproofing in here just to make sure that it's not echoing when I'm trying to record for stuff like YouTube because... It, if you listen to our recording, it doesn't it doesn't echo at all in here. And part of, part of the reason is because we're facing each other right now due to the fact that we're not uh, recording a visual right Fair. now. I really want a dedicated camera for that. I mean, honestly, I would honestly really, really like to do like, I, if I could set up VR in here, that would be fucking phenomenal. Cause mm-hmm. this room is perfect for that. Yeah. But like when we face that way, it completely deadens. Okay. Like 100%. That's why it's it, cause this room's set up to also film. Yeah. Uh, we just, I mean, honestly, all, if that TV stays in here, all I need is a tower. And okay. then good internet, and I can start streaming. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, it'll a- be a lot of, at first, probably little indie horror games or realistically whatever people want me to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but primarily, it would be stuff like horror games. Because those are the easiest for people to want to watch. Yeah. Because I know for a fact that a lot of people are like me and are cowards and love to watch people yeah. play horror games. They're I- not too fond of doing it themselves. I know if we did something in this space, though, and we can, uh, we can hammer out this later. And, like... Every once in a while, like on a regular, semi-regular basis, we could do like a Loki's right hand does the, or like we could have two channels. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where you um, just kind of jump around the channels and things. Cause there are people who are going to specifically look for, for this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. and again, like I said, it all comes down to branding. Um, 
the easiest. I was not expecting my stuff to start gaining as much traction as it did. We need to make you a logo. I think so, yes. yes. That would be nice. And once we do that, I can have one of these made for my guy. Ooh, that would be cool. I'd 100% do that for you. That cost me about 100 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Nope. But yeah, uh, right. Like uh, I really wasn't expecting to gain as much traction as I did with it. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it kind of blew up overnight. Yep. And I was like, oh, so now I actually have to start making stuff. Yeah. Cool. So I did. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there is no worse critic than myself. And I don't like letting internet strangers down. Nope. And we can work on finding you sponsors and things like that as well. Well, it's, um, it'll be a lot easier with the sponsors once I'm on something. I I really, I probably could at least get into Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of friends that people like Mary, I could probably ask and see if she wouldn't mind mentioning or dropping my Twitch handle or whatever it is. Mary Twitches? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm talking know, about Mary Dag. Yeah, she does. How? She has some sort of like little foot pad thing that okay. she The person plays we're talking with. about has no arms. Okay. The reason she doesn't have arms is pretty fucking noble though. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. She um she is Neo she was Neo D tech and um had a bad day. Well, you know, that's it happens. Simpl- that's the simplified version yeah. of it. She was Neo D tech, uh, which is uh for those of you who aren't military out there, I know we have a few military listeners, uh that means she was uh she, she was bomb technician. She was supposed to be making sure that the bombs didn't explode, or if they did explode, it was in a controlled environment, and, and unfortunately, she That is just, why it was a bad day. Yeah, she yeah. just had a bad day. So She is honestly one of the most genuine and caring people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. She just ain't got no arms. Yeah. But she always plays her video games with her feet, which is fucking awesome, because I know some people who can't play video games with their hands. Yeah, I know. Actually, I can play some things, like uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot in there. Yeah. Like, I, I would probably... I would love to... Like, if we did set up a Twitch station, I'd probably love to stream that. Yeah. I, I would start again from day one and just play through the whole game because I love playing that yeah, game. Yeah, that's... um, I have a lot of RPG games I can do that with. Like, I wouldn't mind... Oh, God, I'd have to uninstall all my mods for Skyrim, but I could do Skyrim. I'd have to do the same thing for Fallout. I'd have to uninstall all my mods and stuff. And realistically, most of the mods that I have aren't even anything game-breaking. It's just, hey, this is to fix this. Yeah. But... I know that's that's something like Bethesda games are known for. Oh right? God, they are so buggy, and it is absolutely like they just kind of they expect us to want to mod it, but the problem is that also means they're not putting out a finished product. Yeah, and Bethesda, I'm not upset about that. Please don't break my game. Um, but a lot of games that they put out just aren't finished yet, which does, it it's not too bad because it also means that it gives modders and the community a way mm. to actually make the game their own. Yeah. And that's what I've done with a lot of it is just fix the shit that shouldn't have been broken in the first place. And from what I understand, another cool thing about Twitch is you don't have to just stream gaming, right? You can set up your, like, you. we could set up a uh, a camera and stream, like, a D&D campaign. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or um, we could stream our Strongman Saturday events. Absolutely. Or... And it all it really just all depends on what you want to use it for. Um, the one that I would have would be primarily for gaming because and D&D because that's what, that's my, what you do. That's yeah. what I do. I do gaming. I do D&D. Mm-hmm. I do Magic the Gathering. Um, a lot of what I do is just straight nerd stuff. Yeah. Um. Some people do things like um, live streaming, how to do makeup tutorials or whatever it may be. But Twitch is great for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another really good platform, like I said, is YouTube, um, where you make, you've seen me, you've watched me or talked to me about it, um, where YouTubers will like take a game, break it down into episodes Mm -hmm. and play through it. Well, from what I understand, usually what they do on YouTube is it's a Twitch channel. They record their Twitch stream onto a separate file and then upload that file to YouTube, right? Um, maybe back in the day that that's what they had to do, but a lot mm -hmm. of people now will literally just get a webcam. Okay. And it's run through something like OBS OBS or whatever, and they'll have it set up like two monitors set up, and one of them is strictly to make sure that the recording is actually happening, and one of them is a game. Yeah. And then they'll just cut and edit as needed, and post it well that's what i mean though like they yeah. not too many like people they, like they stream to twitch but they also record that same feed not too many people really i mean i guess some people still stream to twitch like that but a lot of youtubers kind of got away from twitch because eh, it twitch is a lot harder to regulate okay um it's great if you have somebody like i'm a dedicated mod for my buddy's twitch stream because okay. if you don't have a dedicated mod, you end up with a lot of spam. Okay. Just flooding your chat and it it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitch is great if you have a large following already. Okay. But like I said, if you're starting off from nothing, it is very, very hard to get noticed. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because every single 20-something-year-old nerd wants to get noticed on Twitch. My, my, my old brother tried to do Twitch for a little bit. Yeah, everybody wants to get noticed on Twitch. Yeah, um, everybody wants to get noticed on YouTube. Everybody wants to get noticed on TikTok. You yeah. have to have something you that makes you stand out. Yeah. yeah, you have to be good. Yeah. Like, you actually have to be... You either have to be so bad it's funny mm-hmm. or good or have a personality. Like, I watch Jacksepticeye and Markiplier, and they. I've been watching them since they were freaking babies pretty much like Mm -hmm. not literally babies but it just started off doing it and they have grown and grown and grown because they are just genuinely good people and the content is good because their personalities are great Mm -hmm. like if you're one of those people and you genuinely just want to put stuff out there for people to watch because you like the game that you're playing that's great um somebody that i stopped watching was game grumps and it's just because it got really old really fast like like, if I did Twitch, it wouldn't be... I mean, I would have to do it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would literally be games that I wanted to play already. Yeah. But... So, one of the real one of the real big reasons why I don't game, even though I enjoy it, is because I have so many other things that I have to do that I can't carve out time. But if I was doing it to support the already existing brand, then I could carve out time for that. Yeah. So that would be kind of what how I do it. And it would give me an opportunity to say for you know on on Instagram to say hey, we're streaming at this time. It would also give more content put on the YouTube channel, but all that's probably not going to happen until I leave my full-time position with the military and then I can actually cuz the thing I love more than actual doing the training myself is the marketing of the business. Yeah. And I would have a lot more time to do that, which would well, be awesome. Yeah, that's why I'm here to help. Well, I appreciate so. it. But it all, yeah, a lot of it comes down to, are you a marketable person? Because if the answer is no, and you're just one of those people that has a nasty-ass attitude, then chances are you're not going to make it very far on social media. Yeah, definitely. Because you have to be at least willing to let some stuff roll off your back. Like, I get some nasty-ass comments on some of my TikToks, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, wow, you must be a miserable person. And I keep it moving. Yeah. 
Like I, I tend to get more pissed off at what people comment than you do. Yeah. Well, it's mostly because I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, who are you? That's right. Nobody. Yeah. Because their opinions at the end of the day are irrelevant. Mm -hmm. They are some sad little man sitting in their parents' basement still somewhere, covered in Cheeto dust and smelling like Mountain Dew. And I'm not worried about your opinion. And I'm over here like, what'd you say about my girl? Yeah. Yeah. But it all comes down to I don't need, I don't need to react negatively to everything. Um, some of the stuff I'm just going to be like, hey, this is wrong. You know it's wrong. Don't make me eat your face. Yeah. And I've seen you eat people's faces before. It's incredible. Yeah. You're, like, if I have to make you alive. cry, because I, I'm not really, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. But I've also got a lot of followers that are in that very vulnerable fucking 15 to 18 year old range. And you're a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be talking to me like that. Definitely not. So I don't need them thinking that that's normal. Yeah. And right. I don't need them to see some of the comments on there and think that behavior is normal. Either. Definitely so, not. Definitely not. Yeah. Like no. people need to be put in check. Well, we've just hit the hour mark. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm getting pretty hungry. I have. I'm always hungry. Okay. So let's go ahead and we're going to take this thing home. Uh, recap the sponsors real quick. Uh, see if, see about any kind of last remarks, remind the people where to go find you. And then we can go for there. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, so just to recap real quick, first and foremost, our chief sponsor is Unmasked Studio. Go to Unmasked Studio on Instagram or Facebook and check out that dude's cosplays. Go and like his page. What I want you to do is I want you to go and tag myself at Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast and go ahead and tag Loki's right hand as well on Instagram, your favorite cosplay that they do. That way we get to see what you're about. And, yeah, it boosts his algorithms. Next up, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 20%. We get a little bit of kickback. You get enough energy to make it through your day, and we get to make the podcast better. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code ATLASSTRENGTH. Next, we have Go Hard Labs. Spell like it sounds, G-E-A-U-X, Hard Labs. Go there, get your pre-workout. Use promo code RUGARU10 at checkout. I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning, but RUGARU10 at checkout. You're going to save 10%, and they are going to be sponsoring the second annual Rougarou Classic that is happening October 30th here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Last but not least, we have Cerberus USA. If you're listening to this podcast, you already know who Cerberus USA again are, is, and I'm not. And you listened to it earlier the recap, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, so we're not really going to recap what they're about. You know what they're about. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 10%. Last but not least, well, not really last but not least, got a few more things to say. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, give us a five-star rating, give us positive reviews, copy their link, post it to your social media. If you think people are going to want to listen to us, tell people about us. That is going to be the only way we grow. And finally, if you're in the Baton Rouge area and you want to come check out Strongman, come to the Atlas Strength Shop. Every Saturday at 10 a.m., we get together as a big group and we train on the implements. It is a hell of a time, and we'd love to have you. If you are in the Southeast in the United States and you were looking for a strongman competition under United States Strongman, October 30th, we have the second annual Rougarou Classic, and we would love to have you for that as well. Chassie, do you have anything to add? Mm, keep in mind, I am here every day, day in and day out. Even if he isn't here and you want to come check out the gym, just let him know, and I will do my best to be awake. We can make that happen. Uh, again, Go follow us on the page at uh, Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. Go follow her Instagram at Loki's Right Hand. Go follow her TikTok. She puts out some really cool stuff. 
A lot of my stuff is nerd-related. It's going to be a lot of D&D stuff until I can figure out what else I want to do with it. But if you do give me a follow, um, my messages are always open for suggestions, comments, concerns, etc. Um, I do have questions and answers enabled, so if you have something that you'd like to ask me personally, feel free. Don't get weird. I will eat your face. All right, so yeah, I think we've just about covered it. Until next week, uh, yeah, y'all have a good one.